See, Adam Schiff is a corrupt politician and probably a very sick man. He has not paid the price yet for what he has done to our country. That's a tweet by President Donald J. Trump, and that's what's kicking off this week's episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. We have a good one. It was such a busy week. So much to talk about. Oh, my goodness gracious. We got we got Fox News news. We got presidential news. We got impeachment news. Uh, we got, holy smoke, we got coronavirus news. We got, we got. That terrifies me. It, it, I, I'm not a big fan of Corona's and also Game of Thrones news. And I, I, I I'm never going to feel bad for being ahead of the curve. I'm never going to apologize for being ahead of the curve. However, once again, I'm ahead of the curve. We do it all the time. It's shame. Uh, I, I tease you. I tease you uh, and, and call you the, the Liberty gy- Gypsy and like, where's your little wagon headed? And are you my looking into your ball. crystal ball? My crystal but ball. it is. It yep. is. I look at like the, the, the stories we cover and our take on them. And so it's a little, it's a little pat on the back. It's a little pity Don't, pat on the back. I, I, I think our one of the year was when we said, absolutely, as, as soon as Bill Barr is, is, is confirmed, that Mueller investigation is going to end. And it took like two days. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was that was definitely one of. I I want to welcome uh, every all the, the the new listeners. I have to imagine there's some there's some new folks here uh, that that were watching on either Fox and Friends recently or the Greg Gutfeld show. I'll give you a little sneak peek behind the Greg Gutfeld show. Ooh, and I also went to a, a Brian Kilmeade live event last night. I'll give you the nice. inside scoop on that. Yeah, a little peek behind the curtain. Well, but I, you supposedly had the joke of the night on Gutfeld, so. Well, we will get into that. We will get into that. Oh, and I got to, we're still locking down the date. There's there's Freedom to Laugh, Stand Up Tour news, all kinds of stuff. I, I want We got to give some time to uh, the impeachment. I dialed it back on the on the YouTube channel. I, I just couldn't do it. I might. Do, I'm not going to say I'm never going to do another impeachment video because uh, I, I probably will. But I, I have thoughts on that. This is the perfect. You got it an acquittal video. Oh, because it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. But as I said weeks ago on mm-hmm. the YouTube channel, this has never been about impeachment. This has never been. That's just like that would be uh, the icing on the cake if they could actually. And and it's it's crazy, but I see like reasonable people uh, falling for it. Okay, so well, uh, we have. To, I have, we have thoughts on that too. Fantastic. I want to start with the, uh, the the shifty shift of it all, and that's why that's why I opened up with uh, the president's uh, tweet. I, for one, and I, I, I was uh, I, I wasn't able to make this point recently on uh, on a television. I can't. The fact that Nancy Pelosi would put uh, Adam Schiff. They have those what they call them, like trial managers house or impeachment managers, yeah. house managers. The fact that she put. Uh, Adam Schiff in charge of that is a really sweet Game of Thrones moment. It's a really, it really is. Because if if she puts up Schiff and he screws the pooch, uh, then she can go, well, this was his baby all along and she has distance. And then if he brings it home and gets it done, she can go, that's my boy, Adam Schiff. Then if you look at Schiff's record, I honestly, and I, I was thinking about this right before we started recording. Should he be allowed to practice law? Can you get disbarred? How many times has that guy lied about stuff? Just completely lied. Nobody calls. I mean, remember he had he had the evidence about uh, about Russia collusion. He had the evidence for Trump oh. and Russia collusion, and then that just kind of disappeared. He uh, lied about that. He was always. Yeah, yeah. Then bring it when home. He got ranked by those Russian dudes? Yup. We have we have Donald Trump. We have a video. Would you be interested in the video of Trump the getting... Nikes. Yeah. Then also, uh, he went after Devin Nunez. Oh, yeah. Remember, he was defending the FISA process. And and, and the, here's a story that I don't know if you guys are, are, are aware of. Uh, two of those FISA warrants, those have been completely thrown out. And I think anything... 
uh, anything that, that came from those warrants is probably going to be considered fruit from the poison tree. So Carter Page, if he ever wanted to sue for more than a dollar, Carter Page, uh, look at the side of a bus and call whatever lawyers advertising on there. He's already got the lawyers. Yeah. Well, yeah, I heard an interview with him. He's already got the lawyers. They're they're chatting. When I met when I met Carter Page uh, mm-hmm. two years ago, he he insisted to me he was only going to sue for a dollar. He was only going to sue for a dollar because it was about the principle of a thing. Mm-hmm. I would beg him to reconsider that. So, do we have any more shifty shift uh, lies? Well, just to add to that, that those vices, those last two vices weren't just thrown out; they were deemed illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like illegally obtained, which is super bad. Uh, shifty shift lies. So we got the Russia collusion. We got him going for the the nakey nakey tapes of Trump. Um, we got him lying about the FISA process because he had the same information Devin Nunes did and wrote the competing memo anyway. Um, we have him making up the call. <laughs> doing his dramatic reading to make now, it say something more like what the whistleblower said. Then we have him up, lying see? about meeting with the whistleblower. Yeah, yes. Um, and then just this week, Politico busted him. They called it a mischaracterization, but it was a flat-out freaking lie. He wrote a letter about some texts between June, Julie, Giuliani and that Lev Parnas dude. Oh, and goodness, yeah. they were talking about Mr. Z. He knew exactly that Mr. Z was actually Zlochevsky, the oligarch that owns Burisma, but wrote a letter characterizing it as Zelensky, the president. <laughs> and he knew he was lying because he had the unredacted version. We'll get back. We'll get back to shift. I don't I, I don't I didn't have a chance to tell you this. So I'm doing I'm doing Fox and Friends. Uh, last Friday, mm-hmm. and th- and in comes Rudy Giuliani. So I'm in the green room. No way! I'm, oh, way! Oh, freaking way! Cool. Way! Right? So, so I've never met the man before in my life. I've never right. met the. He comes in. He's got. He's got security. Rudy, no, I thank don't God. worry about. Don't worry about the safety of Rudy. So he thank comes God. in. And I go, uh, I, my traditional, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, hey, R- Rudy Giuliani. Like, Mike Loftus, nice to meet you. And I go, so what is going on? I, like, rolled the dice. I'm like, so what is going on at the Ukraine? And he just unleashed. Not. He just unleashed. It was like no, we had our own little so talk cool. show in the green room. He was great. I got to ask questions. And he was talking about the corruption. And uh, listen, if Rudy has his way. If Rudy has his, let's, I'll just tell you this. I slept like a baby Friday night. I slept like a baby. There are, there are but good you got the coming. goods. You got the goods, but you got to stay quiet. I, yes, yes. All right, but we'll talk about ass- that offline because you're giving me the goods. Rest, <laughs> rest assured, America, it's all going to be okay. And Well, no, because Beck keeps teasing the same thing. They're doing another special. We're like, Verifying everything now, but we have the Rosetta Stone to the president's call. I'm like, just put it out there. <laughs> I will. I will say this, uh, Gimlet. the The line of the, the line that Beck is going down, the line that you were going down a few weeks yeah. ago in a series of tweets. That's a good line. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, I. I don't want to say. I'm already well down a little spot. bit more of that line. But keep digging. But then our good friend Lulu has a completely different line that's even grosser. The the Ukraine is so corrupt. Those, uh, I really, my heart breaks for those people. They'll get it together. Here, I feel like we haven't, we haven't fully uh, delved into the Adam Schiff of it all. But I'll get to the point with with the whole Adam Schiff. They spent, what, uh, a day? A a full 24, 26 hours? Yes, they used every... Blessed minute, and can I tell you the best thing that came out of it from my perspective? Mm-hmm. The word pettifogging. What? <laughs> I haven't even heard you of it. You didn't see this clip? I didn't, I didn't. Oh my god, day one, um, Pat Cipollone and Jerry Nadler kind of got in each other's face a little bit. So John Roberts, Chief Justice, has to bring them all to heel. And he starts going on about the Senate being the world's greatest.
greatest deliberative body, and as an example, in 1802, somebody was cautioned for using the word pettifogging. We need, we need to keep our decorum about us. I'm like, pettifogging? Yeah. What's pettifogging? So that I looked it up. Really gross. Great word. Huh? Okay, please. You got to explain pettifogging because I'm. I, go I to want to get very the definition exactly right. So, according to Webster's Dictionary, it means insignificant and petty. So, okay. my new designation for Jerry Nadler is a pettifogging turd missile. <laughs> <laughs> and my designation for Adam Schiff is a pettifogging crap weasel. I feel guilty going after Nadler. Why? I don't think he's well. I really don't think he's well. He's corrupt as anybody. Oh, I'm not saying he's a good person, but like he's had the gastric bypass. He he literally uh, when when the house was doing impeachment. Literally half the man he used to be. (laughs) Right. And he was falling asleep. He was drooling. He had to have like an assistant tell him when to bang the gavel. He's just He's like, if you ever watched uh, the movie Dune or read the books Dune, he's like the Baron Harkonnen, just like he needs a gravity belt to help him up. His face, his his skin, he looks just horrible before they put him through makeup in front of the cameras. Uh, whatever. I just, I, I just, I don't know. When I do the, marching, when I do the droopy dog thing on him. He's like droopy dog. You will not be. That's as far as I go. I don't think he's long for this earth. I really don't. Well, I mean, the whole reason he wrapped himself in the blanket of impeachment is to fend off a challenge from the left. He ain't retiring. And, well, you know, it's then working. Who, it's working. Who, who had their hand up his butt and was working his mouth for the hours he spoke for the last couple days? Who? I'm just at. Blur. Oh. Oh, but like, yeah, who had their hand up his butt? Who who was that? I think that. Who was making him talk? He seemed fine to me. Yeah, I think whatever. I I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm just telling you as a comedian, I'm like, ugh, there's there's so much. Sometimes like I'll 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 back off. I don't know what it is about me with like it's just a weird thing like ugh. Nadler. No, I'm I'm, I'm so I angry I at all. To him. I'm not backing off on any of them. Well, here's here's the other thing. My and anger is, supersedes my compassion. <laughs> good for you. Good for and you. I think That's he probably looks like a penguin. Not do, not droopy dog. He yes, his face is like is that of droopy dog. But if you put it together with a whole body, he looks like Danny DeVito's penguin. Think of it, you'll be Gotham. I actually had one of my followers um, put their march of the impeachment articles to the Imperial March, and I was very happy. I saw that one. That was very funny. This is when this is when all the they were doing the sad solemn march to deliver the articles of impeachment. I also saw someone sped up that footage yep. and put it to the Benny Hill theme yes. song. That was hilarious, too. <laughs> but let's get back to the Game of Thrones of it all. And this is the other, like, like I'll make fun of Nancy Pelosi, and that's all fun and good. That chick is smart. What they did, uh, everybody's like, oh, it was so boring. It was so boring. You know, Tucker Carlson had a great take on the, the, the uh, it made on that whole thing. It made Brian Stelter very mad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And everyone, everyone who leans to the right is right there with with Tucker. And that's all wonderful. The rest of the country. And this is I guess you can't object. This is not like a court of it's not like a regular. You can't object. If, if you could object when when Schiff starts saying things that are just completely not true, just completely fabricated out of whole. You can't object. You, have you know, I don't know during opening statements in court and closing statements whether you can object or not. Wouldn't I think the I think judge... like during evidence you can. I don't know. Well, here's the wonderful move that Pelosi did. It's day one. Uh, and you tell Schiff, like Schiff spoke for two and a half hours. And, uh, and just... then two and a half more. Yeah, but it was just riddled with with uh, quotes taken out of context, completely uh, made up things, mm-hmm. factual inaccuracies. But he spoke for two and a half hours, and he comes from Hollywood. He's written screenplays before, and he has that flair mm-hmm. for the dramatic. 
for he's he was good in front of the cameras. I have people that I know, and I, they're just friends, acquaintances on Facebook, whatever. But I've, and they also I also know them in real life. They're just like, wow, that was powerful. Wow, that was really powerful. Not if you know anything about anything. True, but that is what the Democrats are banking on. That's oh what. My- God. That's what this this what this whole thing has been about since Russia collusion since 2016. We're on year uh, three, going into year four of this. It's just about baking in the message. It does not matter. Obviously, it doesn't matter if it's factually correct. If it's just a complete lie. If it's a total mischaracterization. If it's a quote out of context. If all of that stuff, they don't care. And then, but I mean, yesterday I Trump had his watched. lawyers came up. Trump's lawyers came up, and they yeah. they did a short and sweet, boom, boom, boom. We're in and we're out. Three hours, and that's all they could do. That's all they no, could do. They're not. They they're did not that on purpose because the Democrats had repeated themselves over and over and over again. But if your friends saw Adam Schiff and saw a lot of this stuff, and then listened to Trump's lawyers, they gave the full quotes. Okay. They said right. this. Here's what the person actually said. They said this. Here's what the person actually. I mean, they basically broke down the Democrats' entire argument. Yes. And if I were them, if I were they, I would have done that for the exact amount of times that the Democrats did. They did. They did the cool thing. They're like, well, this is. They kind of. They tried to. You know, they brushed it off. Well, here's the fact of this. Here's that. Here's that out of, out of context. Here's it. Here's that. But you've got, they need to bake that in, mm-hmm. just as long as the Democrats did. For as long as oh. they're, I'm not. I'm not even. And this is the great thing about Trump. Trump will uh, create his own narrative. That's why I love it when he tweets. He he's like, we're no, we're talking about this, and won't even acknowledge. However, w- with impeachment. You have to acknowledge you, you're you're cornered. You're not going to get the love from the mainstream media that the that you know Schiff and Nadler and those guys are. So all you can try to do is just flood the airways with the truth. You, I think it's cool that they did it in three hours. You think it's cool. Anybody who's really been following this is like that was awesome. They took three hours, boom, and they totally torpedoed the entire case. I would have done it for a day. I would have done it for a day. I would have been like boys, girls. Get your water, get your milk, have a seat. But we are just going to beat this drum of truth for just as long as they beat their drum of lies. I think you're going to see that on Monday. I think they did a good thing in acknowledging the fatigue that the senators probably had had at this point. It's a freaking Saturday. They need- Let's do the quick and dirty and get the sound bites out there that people can listen to and clip and do do all those other things. And then Monday, I'm betting, okay, I'm, I'll take my $5 out. Okay. You're going to hear the entire Burisma timeline to support Trump's concerns. You're going to hear about the other time foreign aid was withheld both by Donald Trump and Barack Obama. And for what reasons, okay? And, and you're going to start to hear some reality about how our government actually works because they have made such a histrionic mess out of this one time that something happened that routinely happened, right? Yes. That it's ridiculous, number one. And then they're trying to make a really big deal about that tape where the president says, Canner. Get rid of her. Take her out. Right? Yes. That tape actually blows apart the Democrats' narrative because that was about Yanukovych. She was the Ukrainian ambassador. Rudy Giuliani was not even investigating in Ukraine yet. And Joe Biden wouldn't announce his presidential run for a year. That's wonderful. <clears throat> That's wonderful. However, I think you summed it all up when you said they've made a histrionic mess. And that is what, if I'm Trump, if I'm Trump, I'm a little disappointed in Seculo. I'm a little disappointed in all of his lawyers that he put up. They need the histrionics. They need the theatrics. 
they are uh, seculos good. He's he's a great lawyer, and like you were saying last week, he's been in front of the Supreme Court, you know, twelve times, whatever, mm-hmm. and he's used to it. However, this is it's a trial meant for theater. That's all it's meant for. The facts obviously don't mean crap. So it is all about the theater. What what I would love to say, and I'm sure Trump knows this too, because he he knows, hey, which which is my camera? Where are the lights? What are the ratings on a Saturday? Bang, bang, boom. You need somebody up there talking about this is I mean, get like super dramatic I, about I, it. I, I, I want I want to see hoping. somebody choking back tears. This is about the Constitution. And I'm, Donald Trump loves America. And in the art, just really just lay it on thick and do it for hours. Do it for hours. We are we are circling the wagons to defend ourselves against the jackals from the left. They want to. Yes. More of that. More I want of that. interstitials on Monday. I want posters with timelines. I want graphics. They need graphics. They need they need that, but they need a healthy, healthy dose of emotion. At one point, Schiff was doing the choke back fake tears, and then he tweeted oh something else today. Oh we are God. defending. Just, uh, we I are defending. Even. We are defending the Constitution. I can't. We even. are defending America. Can you please, if you think I'm in the middle of a bit, just take a moment. Just take a moment. Oh. What were you going to say? I just Adam Schiff recalled more about the Constitution last week than he has applied to his work as a government representative in the last, I don't know, 30 years. That I made I made uh, a similar joke uh, on Fox and Friends Friday. It, this was the, the wonderful thing about this is that the Democrats have actually been forced to read the Constitution. Then now they're just completely surprised. Whoa, you guys on the second one here, it says they're allowed to have guns. That's that's scary. I want more drama. I want more drama from the right. Choke back the tears. Because that's what uh, my buddy, and I'm not going to name him because I imagine he does listen to the show, but he's going to know who I'm talking about now. He's like singing the praises of Adam Schiff. This is a smart fellow. This is a a kid who uh, served his country, who was (laughs) in the armed forces, who now works in security. And I'm like, okay, this person should probably know what's going on. But he responded emotionally. It's what, oh my gosh, it's what the loftiest party is supposed to be all about. Like, the Democrats always make these emotional arguments. Republicans never do. Conservatives never do. They're always like, well, here's the facts, here's the facts, here's the facts. And then the Democrats can be these, you don't care about a starving child. You don't care. And that's what, that's how they win. So we need to be that emotional, we're having a good time, we're helping people out, we are doing it up, bing, bang, biggity, bow. So, of course, that's what I'm going to want out of the the president's defense. And people respond to emotional arguments. They just do. Well, Adam Schiff made me emotional. I bet he did. (laughs) Okay. Because he got up and legitimately said the American voter cannot be trusted to make a judgment about President Trump's behavior and results since he's been in office. He said a lot of scary things. And that should he be allowed to run in in November, we could never be sure that the results of the election were fair. And and I had to stop and think for a second, right? Yes. And I got really confused because we keep hearing about Russian interference and, oh, the Russian interference was massive and da-da-da-da-da. The details I got about the Russian interference is they spent a couple thousand dollars on Facebook ads. I, I've, I've heard the number as 35000 and And I don't recall being moved by a Facebook ad, so that's number one. And number two, the most effective thing the Russians did through... 2016 was funneled disinformation through Christopher Steele into the freaking FBI. It is it's it's mind boggling and it's it really for for people listening it, it it's it almost it's almost sounds like a tinfoil hat but if you go back through 
episodes of this show and and things that we've talked about on the, on the YouTube channel, this is it, it, it's mind boggling how like I interviewed one of the authors of the book Shattered, who mm-hmm. followed uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign, yeah, and she, and she was Amy Parnes, I believe, yeah. who in her book. Like, just casually mentions, yeah, they made up the Russian thing. They had to have an excuse for losing. The night she lost. Yes, so they made up the Russian thing. It has paid off in insane dividends. When these were, it was the DNC who channeled the money through a a legal company that were getting, trying to get dirt on Donald Trump and getting help from the Ukraines. And then if if you bring that up, you'll see a pundit bring up but boy, wasn't the Clinton campaign getting help from the Ukraine? Wasn't it? And they look at you like you're Bigfoot. You you see, they just totally like you'll see a dude like practically get thrown off. Meet the press for talking did you about see the what Biden the memo. Did. No, I did not. What 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 what? Oh my God! I'll send it to you. But basically, the Biden campaign sent out a two-page memo to all of the media, telling them how they must cover Biden corruption. Yeah. The phrase fall in line is actually in the memo. And <laughs> it says that all of this stuff about Hunter Biden and Burisma and corruption is all a debunked conspiracy theory. And then they cite all the articles that go back to one headline in Ukraine that if you actually read the story doesn't debunk anything. Well, this is, you know, par for the course with the, the front runners on the Democrat side because oh my God. it's stunning. It's shocking. However, it's like deja vu all over again. Because remember when WikiLeaks was doing this in 2016 and you would see these emails flying back and forth from somebody who works at the New York Times to somebody on the Hillary campaign. And then they're like, well, here's how you can ask it. Thanks for being nice. And I understand that you... You know, you trade favors to get access, you know, like, hey, be cool and I'll give you this. I understand that. But when you tell somebody how they can frame their questions and and the media, they're mostly Democrats. They're mostly Democrats. They're going to play ball. They're going to play ball. And it's we saw that with Liz Warren in the last debate. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there is. There anyway, Liz Warren. She's another if, one. If I'm not mistaken, right now they're it, they're accusing President Trump of coordinating with Ukraine to try to affect the 2020 election, right? Yeah. Dig up some dirt, see? I'm only going to ask you once. Don't make me say it again. Dig up some dirt. That was my Adam Schiff. The request was to conduct an investigation. So if the Ukrainian president or his chief law enforcement official went out, in July, when this happened, right, and announced an investigation into Burisma and potential connections to Hunter Biden, how many U.S. news outlets would have would have carried that? Yeah. How many people in the U.S. even know who President Zelensky is? Now, A I lot of around Zelensky, Zlochevsky, you know, all these names because I've, I've done my homework, but... Like, America doesn't pay attention to the Ukraine. The idea we're fighting the Russians over there so we won't have to fight them here is just laughable. How is Ukraine... Okay, so if Russia could only do some Facebook ads, but they injected disinformation, through you guys, by the way, the only thing the Ukrainians could possibly do is inject disinformation, and the only disinformation they injected into 2016... Favored Hillary Clinton. <laughs> this is why, when when you bring up a, li- a long list of facts and nobody knows this person and nobody blah, 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 so and you, and you you acknowledge that the, that your standard Joe six pack in America doesn't know any of this stuff. That's when you have to go big and you have to go emotional. You have to like co it's it's political kung fu when when they're getting emotional you can you can have oh my gosh if you have the facts and you can get emotional and talk about here's donald trump's love of the ukraine he fiercely wants to defend that country he fiercely wants it when obama was just giving them blankets when obama was giving them pillows and they were being killed by the dozens 
people, they were these brave freedom fighters were being killed by the dozens and Obama were just giving them sh blankets and, and, and pillows. It's madness. Donald Trump was the first one to give them anti-tank missiles. However, he was so, and that's, it's the, it's kind of ABC. You know ABC. House manager Adam Schiff started to be a proponent of arming the Ukraine? In 2014, when a Ukrainian-American arms dealer became one of his donors and threw him a dinner. <laughs> it's, if I'm Jay Sekulow, you can document all of that. Yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, I want to know why Adam Schiff isn't on the witness list. He should be. Like, how can you, how can you not call... Uh, Schiff, and how can you not try to call the whistleblower, and how can you not try to call Joe Biden, and how can you not call Hunter Biden? Uh, that's the how kind of thing that... not call the ICIG? Oh. The ICIG. That's, uh, that's my rap name. ICIG. Well, that's the inspector general that took the whistleblower complaint, and apparently yes. his testimony is the only one Schiff hasn't released. And Representative Radcliffe and Representative Nunes have both said there's serious stuff in there that really undermines the Democrats, but we're not allowed to discuss it because he classified it as secret. Uh, yeah, let's take another look at that. Let's take another look at that. I, I'm thinking dude should come on in. Devin Nunes has announced his, his staff, just like they investigated the FISA thing and found the truth. They're now investigating the ICIG. Keep going. Keep, Keep going. going. Keep, Keep going. Keep going. And and what's the hey, what's the latest on uh, on Barr and his his uh lawyer guy? Ooh, they uh, uh what was that thing? I read they have now gone into Oh, they extended it into something. There was a leak that came out, and that investigation has been so freaking leak-proof, and now I can't remember what it was. It's But, but I it's remember, good. It's good. Yeah, they're getting closer and closer to uh, where the whole thing started and who knew yeah. what when. You know who and I haven't seen on TV? Who? Brennan. Oh, <laughs> uh, Brennan, Comey, all those guys. Have They've been, been kind of quiet. <clears throat> yes, yes, but they're they're in the on deck circle when the impeachment thing goes away. I don't know how many. Do you know how many days it's scheduled for next week? Well, the, the impeachment. The, okay, so I I I don't like sit down and watch the whole thing. I watch the clips and then I listen to a half an hour podcast that Ted Cruz is doing every day to find out what happened. Everybody's uh, doing a podcast. Everybody, welcome aboard, Ted Cruz. Rudy Giuliani started one too. It's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. But this is just simply the impeachment news, what happened today. And he's been really good about explaining what's going to happen next week. And so the president's lawyers get the same 24-hour allocation to present the president's case. Right? Good. And get respond emotional, to, respond to the House managers. Then what happens is um, they will take a vote regarding additional information needed so that would be witnesses documents whatever if 51 of the senators say we'd like some additional information then they will proceed into that process and the republicans are pretty well a solid group that that's got to be that's got to have what he refers to as reciprocity so there have to be witnesses on both sides the democrats don't get everybody they want and, and the president gets no one he wants so if they call John Bolton the whistleblower's number one, or Hunter Biden's number one, like there's gonna be a trade-off there, no matter what yeah. Chuck Schumer says. Um, but if fifty-one, if fifty-one senators say nope, we've heard enough, then you move to a vote. Good, good, because I am, I am starting to glaze over. I'm no, I want starting to. I, yeah, I, I want Lindsey Graham's committee to investigate the Bidens. <laughs> That needs to happen in like a congressional committee. It does not need to happen in this setting of impeachment. Well, I'm not holding my breath for that. I am my concern about that, about getting Hunter Biden on the stand and all that stuff. Uh, and this is where Trump is an outsider and Lindsey Graham and Mitt Romney and all these other guys. 
they've been playing the game for a long, long time. They want to be able to hook up their family members as well. And that's like never, never forget, America, that it was uh, George Bush, too, that put Hunter Biden on the board of Amtrak. When they talk about Hunter Biden, what does he know about what does he know about a gas company? Uh, what does he know about uh, investment banking for China? And uh, hey, what does he know about Amtrak? And, and who did that? Yeah, yeah. So I, I really you wonder, I mean, the swamp is deep. How hard is if you're if you're a senator and, and you're thinking, oh, you know what? I am going to hook up my buddy. I'm going to hook up my son. I'll put him over there. I did a thing. And of course, YouTube, uh, you know, instantly took away the monetization. And then they looked back at it and said, no, it's fine about how uh, how much money uh, Chelsea Clinton is making, how much money Chelsea Clinton is worth. And she's on now. Granted, she's she's got a fine education. <clears throat> like international relations and some other and oh a history a history degree I believe it is and then international re- relations she sits on some board uh she sits on several boards and and one of them uh like granted she was a reporter for for NBC for a year and she made yeah 600 dollars $600, a year uh for being a <clears throat> a reporter for NBC but she's on these other boards where she's like completely out of her league it's like uh, internet investment startups, whatever. So uh, she, she's making, you know, fifty thousand dollars a month for this, and then she has stock options. And the one company is doing so well, she had to declare her earnings and stock. She made like twenty five million. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And, and it's I'm just not like so much. I, I'm not so much disagreeing with your your perspective there that the swamp is deep. What I will say though. <clears throat> Is Senator Grassley is poking around in some pretty um, sensitive places. So if you want to go out and see some of the information Senator Grassley has been um, requesting, just see the letters from his office because they're getting they're getting pretty um, demanding. Um, and the thing yeah. about Lindsey Graham is, like, he's a great barometer for the Democrats if they would pay attention, right? How so? Because he flipped out over the Kavanaugh thing. Yes. Like, that's when he first said, oh, my God, these people may have really creepy motives sometimes. Now yeah. he's saying, yes, I, I, I know Joe Biden. Yes, I served with him. Yes, I, I love him as a person. That doesn't mean he's beyond investigation. And this looks really, really bad. So yeah. when Lindsey Graham is like on the leading edge of something is wrong here, you Democrats, you all should really start to listen. Because he's kind of hard to push to that point. But will he do anything? Lindsey Graham had that great... I don't know. I I don't know. It doesn't... Grassley's on that committee, too, and he's poking around in the same stuff. You remember Lindsey Graham's bright, bright shining moment uh, from Kavanaugh when he was upset and this is not this, he was shaking his fist. He was like, it was great. It was emotional. It was exactly what we're talking about. And what right. was the fall? What was the fallout? Zero. Kavanaugh got confirmed. Kavanaugh's on the Supreme Court. That yay hooray. That's a big win. But everyone who lied skated. Everyone. Avenatti's locked up. <laughs> However, like you, if you want to make up a story about Brett Kavanaugh trying to finger bang you in the twelfth grade, uh, you're fine. You're fine. Oh, Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, he and his buddies they used to whip out their wieners, and then they would roofie all our drinks, and then we would all be, uh, you know, uh, they'd run a train on us. It was it was classic every Saturday. Like if you're saying that kind of stuff, and that's that's you're bringing false accusations. And and I remember, oh my gosh, the the Republicans are so outraged. Surely they'll follow up on this. Surely they'll follow. They don't. They don't. There's like no consequences. The Senate did. They made criminal referrals. That's the DOJ. I I couldn't give a rat turd about that. The DOJ needs to do something. Like if I'm Lindsey Graham, I I I call in my assistant. I'm like, hey, where do we where do we stand? With uh, with with the Department of Justice and those people who made the fall, it's too late now. Now you look like a, a petty, vindictive sob. You have to do it when the timing's right. However, the big takeaway is, and this is it's the same thing going on with Adam Schiff. Lie, 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 lie. Get emotional. Squirt out a couple of fake tears. 
somebody will make a GoFundMe. They're going to rally to your cause. And it doesn't matter if you're lying. There's no repercussions. That's part of my frustration in all of this. And Lindsey Graham talks a good game. Let's see if he has any follow-up. I can't believe that's how deeply I'm, that's how closely I'm following politics. When you start calling out, I never want to call out people on our side. I never want to do it. I'm a total like a uh, disciple of Obi-Wan Reagan on this one. Like don't criticize people on the right. Other people are going to do that. But man, Lindsay, keep pedal to the metal, buddy. You got to you got to keep the pedal to the metal. Same thing with uh, Ted Cruz. I will say that his statement when they were pushing him on the Biden stuff was almost as emotional as the Kavanaugh one. That's great. He he was a little fired up there. Um, I love it. I have another question about all of this, though. My goodness. Yes. Do you remember the Kavanaugh hearings? I do. I, do I remember, remember them very well. remember all the crazy people in the Capitol getting in senators' faces because they were so intent on making sure people like Lisa Murkowski and, and Susan Collins were, like, terrified to vote with their party and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. Where are those people? I I think they're still out there. I think there's I think there's crazy pressure being put on uh, Collins right now. I think there's crazy pressure being put on uh, Mitt Romney right now. And boy, talk about having zero faith in somebody. But like only by their Democrat colleagues. Yes, and somebody has ads running on Fox News. Let Bolton testify. The truth matters. This is America. But. Biden testified. The truth matters. This yeah. is America. I, listen, Collins, uh, Collins is her own gal. I have, who knows what she's going to do. I, and Romney. I'm, I'm just saying, so you're getting pressure from your Democrat colleagues, right? That, that's yes. one kind of pressure. And, and that, that happens all the time. Do you know what I, I mean? In in Senate, in, you know, whatever. Okay. But we can yes. put pressure on Joe Manchin and Doug Jones. I mean, those are two Democrats that are definitely vulnerable. Um, so, but I'm saying like that public pressure and the resistors and the people who have wanted Trump removed since before he took office, you had yes. all of that protestation activity over a Supreme Court justice because they want to maintain their crazy Planned Parenthood junk, but um, and I really think that's what it was all about. But for all the people, Orange Man Bad, TDS 11T, all that, nobody, there was like 10 people protesting for impeachment. That was it. Outside. Yeah. Like, I, uh... it's, it's like impeachment, as we've said before, is not the goal. No. No, 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 no. And like, you know, Schiff, as we were saying earlier, let the truth out when he's like, we can't be uh, sure that this won't happen again in 2020. And then we can't even, uh, you know, he will have cheated. He will have cheated in 2020. It's all about ending this guy's presidency. It's all about and which really is is, in my opinion, fiercely un-American, like and that's that's what I'm saying. They, they talk about the Constitution and America, this and who are we that and. Like, this is, uh, I could really go off the deep end in, in terms of outrage. Like, well, I can what? actually push you off the deep end if you want me to. <laughs> Please do. Push okay. me. I, 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 yeah, it's about Trump because they really hate him because he keeps knocking shit over and seeing what's beneath it and going, what's that? Yeah. And that's all the stuff that, you know, they put it under the vase because they didn't want anybody to see it. Right? Yes. So I, I definitely get that part of it. But if you take a look, any time a Democrat candidate loses, it's because it was unfair. In my own state, Stacey Abrams still believes she's the rightful governor of Georgia. The yeah. guy down in Florida says that he was cheated out and DeSantis won. Trump beat Hillary fair and square. Still a hundred reasons why that wasn't fair and shouldn't have. We're already talking about how it's not going to be fair in 2020. It, it, they, they're doing something very deliberate and to me very scary because 
this is what happened in Ukraine when they threw Poroshenko out, and this is what has happened in several other countries. You truly program the people of a country or a state or whatever to believe that the election that took place was unfair. You then gin them up on social media and other places, and things start to burn. Yes. Yes. Because that right to elect your representative is fundamentally in America's DNA. And we have to stop allowing them to take that narrative. It's just not true. Our elections are as fair as they're going to be. And, you know, like I said, I like maybe three people's grandmothers were influenced by Russian memes. Well, the the big the big yeah, thirty five thousand dollars in Facebook ads, and suddenly it's the the devil himself is on everybody's shoulder, telling them how to vote. It is about the big picture, and the big picture. It, I'm gonna get into some founding father stuff, but I think it was our our, our boy uh, down in Virginia, uh, Tommy Jefferson. It might have been Tommy Jefferson who said that the republic will fail when people realize they can just vote in uh, money for themselves. And that's what all of this is about. It is about uh, money, and it is about power, and it certainly isn't about solutions. The Democrats realized a long, long time ago that all you have to do is play a little bit of identity politics. We are going to have a, we're going to help these poor people. If you give us more money, we're going to help these poor people. So everybody's like responded to that emotional argument and we, you know, okay, money, money, money. And the poor people are still poor. And then they, they've consistently run on a, oh my gosh, if you would just give us a little bit more money, you greedy bastards, if you would just give us a little bit more money, don't you want to help these poor people? And that is it. And you are, it's like the people in communism, the people who do the best are the people who decide what's fair. It's all about power. It's all about money. And they have been riding that gravy train for 50, 60, 70 years. And when Trump comes in and starts going, well, this is crazy. Don't do that. Don't cut that. What's this? Yes. And what's going on over there? Why do we have NATO? <laughs> like, right. I thought they were all supposed to pay like 3% of their GDP. How come we're the only ones writing a check? Maybe we, it's, it's questions like that. Like, and like, and oh my gosh. Fundamental, my, what is the purpose my... of this organization anymore? <laughs> yes. And if we're going to do it, everybody's got to pay. It's wonderful. It's great. How they were not prepared. He was not supposed to win. And you've got people on the, on the right and you got a boatload of them on the left who are like, wow, I'm going to hook up my son or my son-in-law or my sister or my daughter. I'm going to put you on the board of this and you'll get that. And then Jim Comey, here's what I'm going to do for you. You quit uh, the FBI, skate on over to that uh, that Boeing or whatever aircraft company he was working for. That's another one. It's like freaking Jim Comey, like quits the FBI, goes to work for an aircraft company. What do you know about planes? No doubt. He's there for a couple years. He negotiates a big deal between that airplane manufacturer and 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 the US government. He gets a huge multi-million dollar bonus for putting that contract together and then he goes right back to the FBI. Those are the kind of Donald what Trump represents is the end of those days and the swamp is deep. So and, and then also the the other and I think the the bigger one to talk about priorities uh is is just the sheer amount of voters. This is a story. This is actually, this worked out well as a segue uh, that I'm on this email chain and I, I checked into this. They got that uh, automatic, and this is where, once again, the Republicans and the conservatives are, are the devils. Voter ID, voter ID, voter ID. We have to have this. In Chicago, not Chicago, Illinois, they have uh, a few hundred people who are illegal aliens, undocumented workers for your tender ears, that were automatically registered to vote. They're oh, it's, it was just a it was a snafu, and they voted, and they voted, and there's at least one county in Illinois where uh, a political race was decided by one vote, was decided by one vote, and they know there's about uh, 16, 18, 20. Of, this, of these illegal aliens who voted in that election. 
So now you are like, wow, they've, they've already got, they've, they've got, they're in the thousands in California. You go in, you get your driver's license because you're a, you're an illegal alien and an undocumented worker should have driver's license. Oh, there was a snafu. There was a bit of a snafu and they're automatically registered. And how, how many of those people voted? This is, this is why the wall resonates with people. This is why America first resonates with people. And we need to uh, continue to bring people to our side by not being fuddy-duddies, by not being sticks in the mud, by having more fun, uh, and boobs. We need more boobs. That's what this is all about. You don't need more boobs? No, I don't. I personally have quite enough. And um, no, I'm not showing them on Twitter. Um, and you you brought it up. Well, I'm, no, I'm now, just now saying. Got, I'm just saying. I personally don't need more, but I will tell you. Um, some of these folks that are coming out to talk to us now, like this Brian Dean Wright guy, that's like yes. ex CIA, that's blowing the, the lid off the deep state. We need more like him. Yes. Yes. We need some beefcake on the right too. I'm listen, I'm all in favor. Do it up. I want yep. people to look at like this is what I'm trying to I, I'm not even kidding here. I used to and I think I think I've said it before on the podcast. Uh when I was first doing that little syndicated show, uh the flip side, like right. after we did like the first episode, somebody uh rang me up for an interview and they're like, What are you trying to do? Are you trying to redefine the Republican Party? Are you trying to redefine the right? And I thought, Oh, that's that's crazy. No. And then as as I'm the more I've been involved and the more I've learned, I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. That's exactly emotional arguments. And because we're right. That's the wonderful thing. We should get emotional because we are factually correct. That's why I always wrap myself up in a big blanket of we've helped more poor people. Entrepreneurs, capitalism has helped more people, has lifted more people out of poverty than any other ism. We are the best. We the are best. the best. And we are the most giving. And we always have this uh, reputation of being prudes and we don't this. No, we party hard because we work hard. And we know where the best bars are. We know where the best steakhouse is. And yup, we like us some naked. We like us some, we're having better sex. I've, I wrote a thing about that that was like one of the first articles I ever wrote for theloftestparty.com. We have more sex and we have better sex. I mean, it's like everything in our everything in our world politically is opposite day. It's all opposite day. We are how the are you gonna stop a woke feminist? You gotta get permission before you touch anything. And right, <laughs> and won't that just dry everything up? Isn't that well, just a big just... boner? I'm about to touch your nipple now. Do I have that okay? To, to, do I have permission to touch your left breast? <laughs> That's the, that's but the I mean, I'm just saying they like there. turned in. They like turned into the Puritans. Yeah, they like want all this confirmative assent, consent. You know, get an app on your phone and say yes to each step, but you can still say no tomorrow. Oh, I've got. Who's I've, gonna Who's gonna wade into that pool? Nobody. And that's exactly. That's. Uh, and I, I mean, what woman is gonna like be attracted to a male feminist? None. None. I, I was I was slow to to jump on board uh, the the whole soy boy thing the whole beta male soy boy thing, but you can't ignore it. It's it's a it's a real thing. I, I totally I, and I feel sorry for these kids. I really do. I feel mm-hmm. sorry for them. They they were raised in hey you're you're automatically born broken because you're a guy toxic masculinity and if you're a white guy ooh white privilege you really need to step back and oh the patriarchy and all that stuff it's it's the worst it's, it's the worst it's terrible but i mean it's just there are wide swaths of america that don't have soy boys well we'll see i saw this thing like uh tucker carlson i forget what it is and this is when this is when, like, we do have to police the right. It's like, I care about the environment. I really do. I care about the environment. I want clean water. Call me old-fashioned. But, like, you, you'll get someone on the right, you know, be it Reagan or whoever, and then uh, greed, 
greedy businessmen will take it too far and they'll start dumping stuff into the into the water and you got to go after those people you got to go after them we should, we should be the the environmental right that's a i just coined that phrase but well i, uh, I think a carlson lot of the people on the right actually tucker carlson did a story the other night that there's some chemical company and there's a chemical in so many parts per million is supposed to be okay for you well they just quietly like doubled it they quietly doubled that number in the epa side and the the, yeah how but this thing this this chemical what it does in frogs it's and this is going to sound real alex jonesy but it's uh it it makes these frogs uh asexual and eliminate it gets rid of like if you're a boy frog you will turn into a girl frog. I'm sorry. It's and it's like we, why I don't want that in the water. I don't want I that in the water. I don't want that in the water. I don't even want antibiotics mm-hmm. and hormones in my chicken because that'll screw you up too. And then you get things like this this virus coming from China and I'm going to make a prediction. Okay, predict away. We are going to find out that was actually biological warfare and development that got out too soon. Want to hear a funny story? What? And this is why I love I, I love reading science fiction. I love reading fantasy. Uh, Mel Brooks, Blazing Saddles, that, that oh. Mel Brooks, his son is a very talented writer and wrote a book that they turned into a movie. Uh, he wrote a couple books about zombies. The second one was World War Z. And in World War Z, <laughs> it, it's, what turns people into zombies is some little thing in China. And... It's like this oh. whole coronavirus is almost like the beginnings of World War Z. They think it was like some biological warfare, some chemical warfare. They're not really sure, but does it matter? Because everyone's turning into zombies. I'm so with I'm a just thing saying, like. <laughs> I think that's what we're gonna find out. I don't know if we'll find out tomorrow or next week, next month, or ten years from now. But that was something that they were testing on those Uyghur Muslims that they are having internment camps. Because they do medical experiments on those people. And I'm not lying. There's documentation of that. And we're going to find out that the testing got out because all of the cases now originate with people who have recently been to one town. And that's where the lab is. We need to find out. Well, I would love to look into that. Now, is this the one town where they're, all the, where they're serving up the bat soup? I, it begins with a W. I've seen uh, pictures of like this crazy exotic soup, and it's like the Ozzy Osbourne special. Okay. It's just nope. Nope. it doesn't nope. even it doesn't I even look seen like those they pictures. it doesn't even look like they cooked the bat. It's just like a headless bat, and it's on the side of the soup bowl like a garnish. Like it's like God, welcome, welcome to Stately Wayne Manor. Oh, it's like what Bruce Wayne would eat. If he went to China, it's horrifying. And th- there's a chance. Listen, there Where is a chance. Where are these pictures? Oh, I said they're on Twitter. They're on Twitter. Oh, thank God I've missed them. That yeah. would be this, that's like the stuff nightmares are made of. Well, it also goes back to uh, what was the other one? Uh, the other crazy flu that was killing people. Uh, uh, SARS and the avian flu, the bird flu. Oh, what, it wasn't a flu. It was um, Ebola. Oh, Ebola, that was from Africa, not China. Yeah, that was from Africa. But they think that that was uh, from uh, a certain cave with uh, uh, bat guano, bat poop in it that people... Listen, there's three three things I don't... Bats, snakes, spiders. Okay, I'll give you spiders. Spiders are are horrifying in in any shape or any size. You, you would have uh, laughed at me so hard. Bats are kind of cute. No, bats, they aren't. No, come no. on. Mm-mm. There's a couple species. They're mice with wings. And and you're saying mice aren't cute? No. Mice are adorable. Mice are adorable. I, it's And rats, I can almost take a rat. Like, I feel... <laughs> but, like, I'm okay with bats. There's certain animals... There's certain animals, and I was talking about this, and everybody looked at me like I was crazy at work the other day. It's like, why aren't we domesticating more wild animals? 
like a million years ago or tens of thousands of years ago, somebody was like, wow, that wolf is kind of cool. I'm going to start feeding it. And then the wolf became his friend. And then the wolf had puppies. And then you raise those puppies. And that, that's how we got dogs. Somebody just decided that would be a cool animal to have around all the time. We need to do that with more animals. I want a bear. I want, I think it would be great if I could come home. To like a grizzly bear. <laughs> be like, How was your day? That's and the bear crazy would look talk. at you. It would be, it would be great. That's like the guy who, who was the guy that ended up getting eaten by one because he thought the same thing. Well, he made a big mistake. You don't hang around. I think he was like the grizzly man or something or Mister Bear. He he hung around during mating season. You don't you don't want to hang around uh, a bunch of dude grizzly bears when it's mating season because they will eat you and they will eat your girlfriend who regrets coming with you on the trip. Speaking of which, mating season. On some podcast, I will tell the story of Stacy and the wolf spider. Stacy and the wolf spider. Mm-hmm. What happened there? We were we're running out of time. This this well, whole show. Wolf spiders are very large. Like yes, the size they are. Of your palm. Yes. Right? Um. What I know about spider biology, I learned from Charlotte's Web. Okay. Right? So a spider lays its eggs and puts it in a little cocoon-like thing, right? Yes. Wolf spiders actually give birth to their babies, who then climb on their backs. That's adorable. And ride around with them. Yay. So I'm home alone. There are no boys at the house. One's at work. One's out of town. And I'm bringing the dog back in. And into my basement runs a wolf spider. I have zero tolerance for spiders in my house. Like, kill them with fire. Yes. So I stomp on it. And all the babies started running off of it. I started screaming like somebody was trying to kill me. And literally just went and got whatever spray bottle was closest to me and started spraying them. What was Meanwhile, the spray bottle? I mean, there were thousands of these little things, and I'm dancing uh. around like I'm doing the freaking Mexican hat dance, trying to kill all these microscopic little babies that are running yeah. around. And I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> what is this? This is a nightmare. Like thousands of them. I'm like, oh my God. And uh, so, like, I went and got bug spray from upstairs and, like, soaked the entire basement. Yeah. And then I closed the door and I put a pillow on the bottom of it. And I wouldn't take my dogs out back the next day. But you have to check now. You have to make sure that they're all dead. No, that was a boy's job. <laughs> that was not my job. I did the best I could, Michael. You have no idea how much I hate spiders. Oh yeah, those things are those things are big. That's gross. That is that that's out of a horror. Well, the splat of the adult spider was not bad enough when all the thousands started running off, and I'm literally like in my slippers, dancing around trying to kill baby spiders and screaming my head off. Ugh, have you seen oh, the spiders down in Australia? Right, uh, spiders huh? in Aust- the spiders in Australia. That's the only that's the only good thing about those big wildfires in Australia is that hopefully it killed up boatload of spiders <laughs> oh, they can run oh they can't outrun they can they, run they can't unrun apparently the ones the in san francisco are justice. getting horny for some reason the tarantulas what this listen we're out, of, we're out of time we're out of time in this podcast to just hit like the gear i wanted it to hit like freaky and weird <laughs> what's going on with the because of the weather all the tarantulas are coming out of the fields and in San Francisco because they're horny. Oh, golly. Oh, God. Well, maybe it's the smell of enough. Okay, well then, you guys, well, there's there's some topics that we're going to have to to hit uh, next week. Next week, we're going to have to talk about, I want to talk about Brian Kilmeade's live show that I went to last night. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. And that guy uh, doesn't get the, the credit he deserves because that he's he's written a boatload of books and and i'm i'm a history armchair historian mm-hmm. too. pick up some of uh, uh kilmeade's books in fact i might that'll be something i could put on the uh the pimpet page we didn't get to the game of thrones and i'm just going to take we're going to go a little bit long this week i apologize to uh everyone who uh listens to the show and streaming and however 
uh, just a, a pat on the back, a pat on the back uh, to this show. Uh, the guy who wrote Game of Thrones has now said publicly on a couple of different occasions he's changing the ending. He's changing the ending. And this is exactly what I was saying. Like, it went off the rails because they were basing everything on an outline. And as a writer, when you start writing something, yes, you have an outline, but then you'll discover something. Ooh, what if that character doesn't do that? What if they did this? Ooh, that actually works better. That makes the story more interesting. Oh, and then this could happen. So I'm actually now, and unless it's a brilliant marketing move, which it could be, uh, he's changing the ending to Game of Thrones. So now I'm really looking forward to the books. And, and he also has the luxury of like, ooh, that ending didn't work. <laughs> so he can uh, he can change it up. Does the, Star I, Wars have the same thing? Poor Star Wars. Poor Star Wars. I'm so looking forward to uh, the Mandalorian, and it's. I look back, and it's just. It's just very sad what they did uh, to Star Wars. It's just I'm forward to the Obi Wan one too. Yes. Hopefully they can uh, pull something out of the out of the fire with that. But boy, oh boy! Like somebody just tweeted today, uh, Star Wars has passed the five hundred million dollar domestic mark, and it's made over a billion dollars worldwide. And then I instantly wanted to you know comment on it. Yeah, now imagine if it had been good. What it, imagine the money it would have made if it had been good. I wanted to talk about the. Uh, Virginia gun rights rally. Uh, we'll have to get to that next week as well because that's kind of a big one. But if you know anybody who was there, if you were there, or even have a friend of a friend who was there, you tell them uh, Michael and Gypsy from the Loftus Party, we said good job. That was fantastic. No. That was fantastic. And the media, they wanted they wanted that thing to go south so bad you could you could just see them salivating. They wanted violence to break out of that thing so bad. And the, and, and they were just the coolest people. Uh, and they were the, the, the Pledge of Allegiance and every, uh, you know, ethnicity. There was whites. There was blacks. There was men. There was women. There was Latinos. There was everything. And then they cleaned up afterwards. Oh, and they cleaned up. It was just the best. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, it was Impeachment Central. We had a lot we had to get into. But thanks for listening to the show. Tell your friends about it. Do us a favor. Uh, go to iTunes and, and leave us uh, leave us some stars. That's how people find the show. And that's how all this wonderful uh, stuff happens. I want to say thanks to the Patreons. Uh, the shirts went out. People are getting the shirts. They're digging the shirts. Gypsy, you need a shirt. You need to Gypsy get. Gypsy will be at ZPAC. I'm easy to spot. I'm usually the only one in boots and a leather jacket and a pair of jeans. I don't dress up with that stuff. And that's all you wear is just the leather jacket and the jeans. No, 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 no. Not like oh. that. I, I thought we were getting the inside. Listen, you'd have a very popular boot. Well, <laughs> you know. No, I, I, I will be there. I will be there supposedly on Radio Row with the KLRN folks, including. Kung Fu Rick. Look out. Kung Fu Rick in the house. Okay, so make sure you go to theloftestparty.com. Make yourself a little ID so you comment on stuff. That's where we go to for the instant comments. If you want feedback and leave feedback, that's where to do it. That's where we go first and foremost. Tell your friends. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah, let's let's go. Uh, I'm going to say leather jacket, uh, jeans, and a smile. We'll see you next week. Ha! <laughs>